we continue on our journey of design and we devote episode 10 to design strategy. We love it. We pursue the end game of good work design. We continue on from where we left off. We suggest that workplaces build, purchase, and throughout their organization, Sarah will prompt you to think about work design. Won't solve all the problems all the time, but at least it'll minimize the likelihood of harm a lot of the time. And welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Petkovsky, Sarah Bazell, and Alan Girl. Maybe they go as far as thinking of a manual task risk management approach. Occasionally, it gets a little bit deeper into, uh, you know risk assessments and working with interior designers for fit-outs, right? More yep. complex. But in fact, ergonomics covers into the space of human factors, human systems integration and design of complex systems. People don't associate that term. So I find that it inhibits me, unfortunately, if I use the language that underpins very complex systems design. If you continue to go through that trajectory of human systems integration, human factors, complex work design. And not a lot of ergonomists always work in that space either. So it can be really confusing for the layman to understand what you say. So the catch-all phrase about work design strategy to me is far more encompassing about what we do. Uh, And again, it might come from expertise in other areas, but I see that being necessary to unify business strategy and to advance design thinking, regenerative approaches to work design. Mm-hmm. I, I see it, work design as being an anticipatory, so you're anticipating Bingo. rather than reacting. So I do like to say the idea of the design is to anticipate A, B, C, D all the way through. Whereas, oh, have you got your audit checklist? Have you got your, your risk assessment? Oops, there's a hazard. Yeah. This is that reactive. And that's necessary, but it's happening more in the moment as opposed to looking at a yeah. system that's resilient and helping to train other people throughout the business so there's shared knowledge about design, design strategy. So you, you can't be done by one person. I only spoke about that. Is it one person or groups of people? It might be a person facilitating and coordinating it, but you're trying to build that purchase, that agency, that capability all throughout the organization. You're trying to bring in outside hired consultants for special projects, use research, connect with conventional designers and all of the other strategists and other business units. Tease out their ideas and help them frame that in design discovery, design, you know, activation and realisation. I, I just hope that people uptake that and, and just essentially realise that the, it's that end game. It's the after. end game. And look, we've already talked about the role for the lawyer. How, yeah. <laughs> time and time been, again. The lawyers be working for the lawyer, that's right. The lawyers be action, raw reaction, proactive, reactive, the lawyers be I don't think they. I don't think people, I don't think companies yeah. bring lawyers in enough for the proactive yeah. aspects yeah. for work design. I, I've pay. always talked to you, Alan, about how much benefit someone could have by consulting with your expertise before a policy is written, before they're looking at, you know, not not waiting for crisis to occur in cleanups. It seems to be that it's almost like a a fundamental human... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, but it seems to be like a fundamental human default position. Crisis, crisis, and then getting to crisis management. What's wrong with just preempting all that? What's wrong with just just calm the farm, just let's see how we can minimise crisis, crisis? Not just prevention to me, it's about innovation. Do you think? 
if you had have pitched a better, for example, Christmas party design for our Bubbles of Trouble, <laughs> do, you think the, do you think it could have been different? Well, yes, Alan gave us some really practical examples that would help fit that legal bill, if you will. Yeah. Really, really practical examples. And that's where that consultation early would have been better than trying to mop up the mess, dun dun, dun afterwards. Yeah, but <laughs> now my point is this, knowing how much fun... She could have thrown a towel on so that when she was climbing out of the spa. <laughs> yeah. See, that's... Now, that's constructive thought. But here's my point. They've done these parties in the past. Now, this is what I'm yeah. getting to now. They've done the parties in the past. They've been a hoot. Now, you come in and you say, look, I can tell you now just a question of time when someone's going to slip on the soapy stuff and they're going to do themselves a mischief and you're all going to be in a world of hurt. Mm. Do you think they buy into that, knowing just how much fun last year's party was? I, I go back to I that, that statement about designing for what you want versus just what you don't want. Yeah. A, it's a little exhausting and boring just to think about all the problems that can arise, right? And it's deflating to be thinking like that so you want to be designing for what you want and then you certainly have to understand safety critical events that can arise that's absolutely a part of it and link that through that whole continuum what are the safety critical events how are we going to design for that but how are we going to design a system that detects when things are not quite going as you expect so what do you expect i really want to have fun i don't know and I really want people to enjoy themselves. I want them to socially connect. All right, put those aspirations out first. Okay. That's what we want to achieve. Well, okay, can, can we do this, the Christmas yeah. party? You've, you've come in okay. and, so, and, and you know that we have crazy wild parties because Alan's, uh, Alan's always there and uh, he ensures <laughs> a crazy wild time, you know. So how can you get that aspiration right for me? And I've told you exactly this is what we're going to do. Lots of alcohol. Everyone's going to let their hair down. They work hard, and I want them all to connect. I'm going to check in with that, with your workers to make sure that that's what they want too. So there's got to be some worker consultation. Are they feeling pressured to attend? Right? What's underpinning this? Are they actually thinking that awesome? I can't wait to uh, get involved, and I love that my employer is funding this. All right. So there's got to be a little bit of consultation here. How do people really feel about this? What what are they expecting from this? And the interesting part of having a work design strategy involved in this is that there's no power disparity. Okay. So this is really important when people want to have some say-so in their work. If they're only asked by their employer, they might not have that freedom to speak okay. clearly. So mediated yeah. Resp- yeah, okay. So you come in as, a, as an, um, an, an independent... I hear there's a, yeah. yeah a You're not answer. auditing their work. You're really working at looking at what can support yeah, them best. Okay. So what does fun mean to everybody, right? Yeah. And maybe may it may end, end up in this type of party or it might have completely redesigned yeah. what you did. So first of all, is that party the right yeah. milieu? Don't know yet. So mm. that's the discovery piece. Do a little bit of discovery. Uh, two people said they loved it last year. One person said, I was really struggling. I had to pay for babysitting. I had to... Yeah. You know, I was exhausted. I don't like drinking. I actually felt sick. You know, what, what actually is underneath that? So first of all, let's find out if that was the right strategy in the first place. Yeah. And then from that, it's it's fair and reasonable to say what's the best thing that could happen and what do we really want to design for and create your design-based philosophies, concepts, and strategies. Yeah. And then what are some of the problem-based statements that we better mitigate? So then it keeps it balanced. You've always got that objective. Fun, party, social connectivity. Mm. People like to aspire toward that. Yeah. But then, of course, you can bring in some of those aspects of, all right, if we're going to make sure we've met that, what would detract from that occurring? Well, wouldn't it be shite if yeah. somebody broke an ankle during that party? Okay, so from that, we'll start addressing that. But yeah. never lose sight of where you want to go. Yeah, and it's funny because some people might be laughing about the fact that we're 
we're deconstructing a party, but look at the consequences as, mm. as a result of it. Serious, significant legal consequences, mm-hmm. yeah, whether or not that person's fully rehabilitated, who'd know? So it's not a laughing matter. The, the fact that if you were to completely deconstruct the party, which is an important part of any workplace mm. culture, I mean, people look forward to that end of the year, it becomes a design issue in itself. Well, you, you, you look first at why, in fact, are you having a party? What's the purpose of the What's party? What's the purpose of the party? Well, well is, it, is yeah. it to reward staff who perform yeah. well through the year or is it to, uh, and if you're rewarding them, is, is the party the best way to reward? Do or they is see it to, that as reward, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or is it to build up uh, relationships between the workers so that they work more efficiently as a collective group, in which case alcohol may not be the best yes. pathway to achieve that outcome? Uh, could be lots of different things. And that system yes. resilience is what props the performance, what erodes that performance, what are the signs ex- and signals that erosion is occurring, right? Yeah. If it's to recuperate from the year, it might be that a retreat is better than... Was, the yoga retreat with good nutrition, I, right, there you go. I was thinking yeah. of retreat just now then. Now you could walk outside and still get stung by a bee. Yes. And have an anaphylactic <laughs> response, so, right? So, which happens when I say, listen, I'm happy with the retreat except what if I get stung by a bee? But the fact that, that the worker is heard as well. What about this, though? What about the workers who, who would not want to go to a, a retreat? Do you think there's a risk that perhaps they may be ostracised or de- deemed to be non-team players or... I guess the same fact. issues arise and then you have to be able to address yeah. it and maybe is there a way to celebrate that's going to meet everybody's needs maybe it doesn't occur all at once you know yeah that, maybe that. there's different ways to do this you know considerations ranging from the most extreme potential criminal activities assaults if you don't mm. keep a rating on on the uh, on the party right through you know to mischief and and Therese, you touched on it earlier about communication the strategies that are going to work for a small business may not be the same for a medium enterprise or a larger organization yeah but at the heart of it is is this communication occurring at some level that's respectful that's what it. people have access to resource wise is quite different a small business like a hairdressing salon is unlikely going to be able to afford to provide a full-time let alone a consultant work design strategist yeah. right but are those conversations occurring but nevertheless, conversations can occur irrespective of the size of the organisation. Absolutely. Because there's no monopoly on communication. Um, and in fact, there's no excuse if, if you're unable to. And indeed, as you know, most of the cases are always going to be the so-called low-hanging fruit, smaller businesses that are prosecuted for various reasons. They're not, they're not unable to resist the prosecutorial war machine. Well, not always. That's n- the not pattern. always. That's the pattern, it's the pattern at the moment. And so my point is the law you're all equal before the law and there is no excuse with respect to uh, saying, oh, well, we couldn't afford, um, you know, a, a consultant or we couldn't afford to sort of communicate these things. It's not going to be looked at very favourably. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunately it's not the reality. And that's not the reality. Well, that's substantive conceptions of justice, but formal conceptions of justice are simply this. For example, Section 32 will apply to you, whether you're a mum and dad business or whether you're this massive multinational organisation, Section 32 is Section 32. And technically, the $1.5 million fine applies equally to all. When you knock on that door, when you knock on that door of the law... It doesn't It doesn't have to be that way in the UK. They've got a, a, yes. a much better system, I believe, than we do where there's a guideline, uh, to, to use your metaphor, 
if a big international company yep. is knocking on the door, then the guideline yep. indicates a pen appropriate penalty range yep. for a big international uh, corporation, whereas what's much more important is if you have a very small business, which might be a single person, um, and again, to use your metaphor, they knock on the door, then the penalty should be very small because that's appropriate for a very small business. That's a very substantive or, dare I say, social democratic approach to, to how to dispense justice. The Scandinavian nations have been doing that for a long time. It's interesting, the UK, and ironically, we, we've received in that sort of patriarchal sense the, the British system of justice. It's interesting that we still hold on to that you know, one size fits all, and it's up to the discretion of the court to say, oh, we'll find you this or find you that. But they have guidelines in other nations and wouldn't have to be at the court door if they adopted a, a better design approach from a systems perspective in the, top, in the first place, top down. So, But they are the consequences. And indeed, and getting back to your point, Sarah, the communication, you, you have to, uh, whether you're that small business or that large business, you still have to, you've got to communicate your attitudes and your, your organisation's beliefs. All right, Trash, where are you taking us now? We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with names of cases and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time.